So hi everyone, on today's Another Startup Story show, we have Nadia Anya, who is a pretty big fashion blogger and has Hello. just dropped her new collection on Pretty Lavish. So hi Nadia, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No worries, you're welcome. So do you want to just uh, introduce yourself and tell us a bit about how you know your brand started? Yeah, so I am Nadia Anya, obviously, um, and I've been doing blogging for about a year and a half, about a year full time, um, and it's something that I always wanted to do, but never really like took the plunge. I would say I wanted to do it for about a decade, and I was always too scared, and I was always too scared of what people would say about me, and just silly reasons, and then um, I took the plunge to do it, that's so cliche, but then it just worked out perfectly and I'm loving it. And so I've been full-time by default at the start for about a year, but I'll explain that in the interview, um, for about a year. And it's been really, really fun. It's, it's literally amazing. It's my dream job. And um, yeah, but I mean, I guess I'm still at the very start of it. So lots more to come, I hope. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like you've got such an exciting journey ahead. So yeah. how, old, how old are you and where are you from originally? So I'm 22 and I'm originally from Scotland, but I left Scotland when I was 16 and moved down to England. And since then I've been dotted around the country in different cities. Um, so I'm currently in Winchester. And so you travel up to London every, what, three or four times a week for meetings? Yeah, a couple of times a week for work. I work from home obviously, but when I have meetings and things on in London, like shoots or when I have to get content, then I'll head up to London. So usually between two and four times a week. Hmm. Um, and did you go to uni? Did you study like fashion or did you study marketing or anything? So I did go to uni. I went to uni in Bristol, um, but I didn't study. I really wanted to study fashion, but I ended up doing business and events management, um, which I really didn't enjoy. It wasn't anything I was interested in, but I guess at that age, you're kind of just thrown into this, like going to uni, have to pick a chorus. And I was, I don't know, I was kind of like, I was guided by my parents to do something with business. So I did it and I got my degree. Um, but if I had it again, I would have done fashion or marketing or something like that, which would have helped me with what I'm doing now. But I feel like my course didn't really, hasn't really offered me much for what I'm doing. But that's always the case though. I think you just want to, when you, when you actually pick your university degree or the topic that you want to take, you're so young and you just pick so what you your parents. And that's yeah. in our you know society. Yeah. Definitely. I think I was like 17. My parents were like, no, don't do fashion because it's really hard to get in. You won't make a career out of it. And now I'm like, thanks, mum. That's literally what my parents said. I wanted to do like graphic design or like something more creative. And they were like, you won't make any money from it. And I work with like creative directors on a daily basis and they're earning like well over 100k. I'm like, mum, so you said I wasn't going to make money from this? Exactly. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> so... So initially you started, um, so your fashion, but did you start from Instagram? Because you've got just over 216,000 followers now. So did you start um, from like creating a website or was it from Instagram? Um, and where did the idea come about, I guess? Was it just an interest for fashion? So it started because I discovered blogs when I was really, really young and I love them. I love watching these girls like doing their own thing and showing off all their different styles. And I did actually join a website called, I think it's called like Lookbook. It was like the thing back in the day for like style. 
and I was oh my god like those pictures are still up there and it's so cringy <laughs> but like oh it actually makes you cringe so much so I started doing that when I was so young I must have been about 13 or 14 and then I stopped because I was obviously I was like young and I thought people would judge me but then I didn't do it for a while and I decided in my final year of uni like I need to start start trying to do it now because I don't want to work in an office after I leave uni so I started posting pictures to Instagram like trying to build my account and I said to myself when I hit 10,000 I'll start a blog so I mean I wish I started my blog years ago now but whatever um so I hit 10,000 on Instagram really quickly actually I think I had about 4,000 when I started trying to wow. gain I hit 10,000 as I was writing my dissertation and oh, I started, yeah I was so proud of it I was more proud of that than my dissertation but then I started writing my blog um and then that kind of flopped I'm, t- I'm starting that back up soon but really it's just been from Instagram and then when I felt secure enough in my Instagram and knew that enough people would go over to my YouTube, I started my YouTube and yeah, it's just kind of been like that. <laughs> so um, I read a quote the other day and it was just like, wherever you are, and she was like, that is your platform and it's your stage um, and your circle of influence and essentially this is where your power lies. So you've always built quite a massive platform and even you saying like from the beginning you had about 4,000 followers so how did this start up and and were there any days where you where you were just like you wanted to give up and stop yeah so it started definitely from being consistent and posting every single day it was just literally pictures in my mirror in my uni room um and even if I was sat in my bed writing my dissertation I'd get out of bed and put an outfit on and post it on Instagram so I was doing that for about like every single day for about six months and I was tagging and hashtagging and I was liking loads of other pe- people's pictures just to like build my engagement. And that is all I can say for how it grew. Like people ask me all the time and I really don't know what else I did apart from that. Um, but then, yeah, it kind of just, it grew pretty, pretty quick. What was your second question? I had a point on that. It was just like, did you have any days where you just kind of wanted to give up? Where yeah. like you're in it like the very early days when you had like, I don't know, less than a thousand followers. Yeah. Especially when like, because my Instagram used to be like me and friends and me going out for dinner with my friends and then it just became this page. Yeah. And people, I knew, I knew people were talking about me and judging me and laughing at me, but I didn't really care. Like it did affect me a little bit at the start and I was a bit embarrassed, but then I'm going to launch my blog. I was like, I was really, it's just, it was just like all insecurities. I was quite embarrassed, but, and there was days where I was like, oh, let's just not do it. But then I was like, why not? Like, I'm a big believer, obviously a believer, but I'm, I've really got it drummed into my head that like we literally have one shot at this life. And if we don't try something now, then you're not going to try it. And then you're going to look back when you're 80 and regret things. So that's like what really pushes me on when I got, get those days of like doubt. Yeah, no, that's really great. I think, I mean, even when I kind of launched another startup, I still had those kind of self-doubts. And sometimes you think, but what if people think this is not helpful and I'm just you know, what and why am I doing this? And I think self-doubt yeah. is always going to be there, but at the end of the day, look at how far you've come and everyone's yeah. always going to judge, but that's just a reflection of them and exactly. thing that they wish that, that they had done it essentially. So, and you're never going to please everyone. That's the thing. So, yeah, for sure. So just on the posting um, topic, do you, got, do you still post on a daily basis? Or, because sometimes I think if I'm going to post like every day, am I going to like, piss my followers off you know and that's sometimes I think um, well they want to be seeing stuff and content every day and what's your opinion on that 
So I personally think posting every day is the best way to do it. Um, I have my prime time, so I either post a weekday, I either post at like nine o'clock in the morning or at four o'clock at night. Um, and I think every four o'clock at night in the peak in the afternoon, right? In the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I think that's like when most people are active. Like I try and work it out. Like four p.m. People are probably grinding up at work. We're getting a bit bored. They're almost going home because we sat on the phone. Like that's how my um, so I try and post every single day, but it is really difficult to get a picture every single day, especially because I've stopped doing like mirror pictures as much, and yeah. I prefer like outside natural pictures. But obviously, like I don't know many people around me, and I'm not always in London to get nice backgrounds. So sometimes I don't post for like two days or three days. But if I can and where I can, it would be every day or twice a day. Hmm. And so, who actually takes your photos? Well, the non-mirror ones. <laughs> 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 just my sister my boyfriend my mom um if I'm with them whoever you're with I'm, at the time yeah yeah exactly but then sometimes like so in a few days time I'm going into London and meeting with my friends who does the same thing and we're going to just have an afternoon of helping each other take loads of content and that'll do us for like a week a week and a half so it really just the case of like setting up people in London to shoot with or just whoever I'm with at home yeah so did would you say you're quite into photography because like even when I travel, like I wanted to get into kind of travel blogging at the beginning and I always found you wanted to be the creative director and be the person behind the lens, but then you also wanted to be the object and it's like, have you had to kind of creatively direct whoever's taking your photos? Is, um, is your boyfriend officially an Instagram boyfriend? He is 100% an Instagram boyfriend. He's really good, but he like, it's difficult because I think the way that he sees the picture, like I think he sees like the background and the picture as a whole whereas if you shoot with a girl they'll be like okay you look really stupid in that pose and they're like able to see straight away whether it's a good picture yeah. or not. I'm personally not into like photography purely because I'm not good at it but I know like I know what will look good on my feed so if it's like Johnny shooting for me then I'll take a picture of him in the place I want it and then show him the picture and say take a picture. Do this now <laughs> or I'll kill you. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. So just looking at your style, like I think I came across your page before. So we have a lot of mutual friends um, um, and Nadia actually knows my sister. But even before I knew we had mutual friends, I'd come across your page. And I think the reason why your page stood out was just because it's just so like very minimalist and quite Scandinavian, I find. And um, it's also quite easy to replicate. It's not like too over the top, but it's not like basic, basically. It's a good, it's a good middle ground. Um, so I guess my question is, where do you get your inspiration from? So, 100% Instagram. Um, in terms of my own, so the thing is with Instagram, I've always tried to just do my own style. So I don't really follow trends that much. I'm not really, I mean, obviously, like the blazer trend at the minute, I obviously will follow that because I like blazers, but I wouldn't follow things that I didn't really like. Whereas I think the mistake that people can make is just thinking that every trend suits you and you should wear every trend and I don't know like I mean it works for some people but it never worked for me so I always just had my own style always had like quite a classic and minimal style um so yeah I've just tried to like oh god the doorbell's ringing can I want to get that yeah sure sorry sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay so yeah I just think like having my own style was so key and I've always had my own style since I was a young girl so I just kind of kept true to that through my whole Instagram journey. Um, but now, obviously, I get a lot of inspiration from Instagram. 
and also on the street like I love looking at street style so sometimes I'll see someone dressed really cool and I'll write her outfit down on my notes I do that as well like in your notes as well <laughs> but then I just never end up like looking back at them <laughs> but I do that as well I literally always call, I always write I've got like loads and loads of notes like chunky trainers leather trousers like yeah someone I'll write her outfit down and then I'll replicate it yeah same with me it's funny um it's weird because I've got so many different like I've got like Pinterest folders and like Instagram you know where you can archive pictures now Instagram folders print screens and like notes of outfits and I wish there was just one place where you could just pull it all together and not like have to I don't know yeah my Instagram archive is like also I always like save folders like winter summer yeah I have all my like different inspos in there so yeah Instagram's definitely my number one yeah it's great that they introduced that archiving feature um it's great so you have your own youtube channel um so do you want to tell us how that started out okay so youtube is something that i'd wanted to do probably for like the longest out of all of it um but i think it is probably the scariest to start yeah um, it took me a long time to like really actually start it i think i started it about six or seven months ago now oh right um, I love it. It's really fun. But at the start, yeah, I just, I love watching YouTube. Like, I'm the kind of person that won't watch TV. I'll just watch YouTube all night um, and have done for years, even if it's like documentaries on there. So I'm always just using YouTube. I loved it. And I just kind of, again, thought like, if I don't start it now, I'm never going to start it. And also like, I was so worried that it would be really like my first video would be really bad and really cringy. But then I was like, at the end of the day, if I film it and edit it, like no one has to see it but me. Um, and then I filmed it and edited it. And I was like, this is actually really good. So I uploaded it. But if I look back at my first videos now, I actually cringe. Like, they're so bad. <laughs> and they were only, like, six months ago. But I guess, like, with everything, you just get better and more used to doing it and more natural in front of the camera. So, yeah. So YouTube's, like, the one I'm going to start focusing on most, I think. Because I think that's where I want my career to end up mostly is on YouTube. Yeah, I 100% agree. Because I think, obviously, along with Instagram, YouTube's, like, one of the biggest kind of not even just yeah. social media, but the biggest platforms where you can reach like a wide, you know, wider um, network of people and a wider audience. And yeah. I feel exactly the same with um, the podcast. So even recording, I'll listen back to the first interview I ever did. And I think, why do I sound like that? And, you know, as you keep doing it, you kind of improve. And it's almost like a bit of, it's a challenge, but it's good to put yourself outside of your comfort zone because that's the only way you're going to learn. Um, okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you think your sorry? I think video and podcast is definitely the way that the world is going, the online world. So. Yeah, as much as you know, we have our printed interviews, but I can appreciate people are busy and they don't have time to like read everything, and and not everyone are readers. Some people are listeners, and I know I'm definitely a listener. Like I learn things will stick in my head more if I listen to them as opposed to reading them, but it might not be for other people. So you just need to make it accessible to everyone, really. So do you think your YouTube channel has, because you've got like 32,000 subscribers, which is pretty damn good for only having started six months ago. <laughs> um, so well done on that. But do you think it's kind of complemented your Instagram, your YouTube channel? Yeah, so I always thought that it would be my Instagram one over my YouTube, and I think that is part of it. But I actually think more people come from YouTube and then find me on Instagram now. So oh, wow. I guess just like, I guess, so, for example, Zara Holes do really well on YouTube um, in, like, my industry. 
So when I uploaded Zara Hall, I think my last was it Zara Hall got over a hundred thousand views. And I know they're not all from Instagram. They're all the people that didn't know me from Instagram. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So definitely have cross promoted. But I think actually YouTube really helped with Instagram. What do you mean by Zara Hall? Sorry. So I did a video of I went to Zara and I picked up clothes and I basically just showed them me wearing them and talked to people through my purchases. Um, and there, that's called a haul. And that, um, yeah, that did really, really well. It got like loads and loads of views. Um, and I think a lot, like 50% probably aren't from my Instagram. They just find me on YouTube and then they'll come over. So, yeah, and then they'll convert. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, is that the one where you were kind of doing a partnership with 21 Buttons? I remember seeing that actually. Yeah, yeah, that, that one. Which looks really cool. I'm definitely going to download it. I wasn't allowed to like link the clothes in the description box because I was putting them on my 21 buttons so people that didn't have 21 buttons were getting a little bit annoyed with me but um yeah <laughs> well they just need to download it right <laughs> um so do you want to tell us about your new collection and your collaboration with pretty lavish uk there's only a small handful of pieces but i mean every single piece on there is just like stunning especially um yeah. i really liked the snake uh, skin dress i think like i've got so much animal print you can't really see my wardrobe now but i've got like leopard print snake skin and it's just like <laughs> taking over uh, it, <laughs> yeah that that dress did really well i think that's probably the most popular piece um but yeah it's been so fun so i've worked with the bras for a long time i think they sent me a piece of clothing way back when i had like five thousand followers wow. um and like a really nice relationship with the owners since then and yeah they contacted me about six months ago maybe and said do I want to release a collection with them and of course I said yes and it's been really 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 fun it's been something I was really nervous about I guess to start because obviously it's like out of my comfort zone but then I was like this is an amazing opportunity it's something that I don't really know much about so yeah I said yeah and it's been such a fun process like mood boarding and brainstorming all the way through to like releasing the collection having the launch night and yeah it's been really fun so where do you again like kind of similar to the previous question but when you're designing the, the clothes where do you get inspiration from and you know how did you know that these were the pieces that you wanted to design yeah so again i try to keep it true to my style but also have some like variations in there so there's some more like kind of done up night out pieces which I love but obviously wouldn't wear on a daily basis so mm. I tried to incorporate like my daily style along with other bits that I would wear for like events and things like that um but I got most of my info from like, Instagram from just sitting online and looking through like Pinterest and just like current trends and current like like snake print obviously was huge like mm. right now yeah so I was looking at different like ways you could incorporate snake print into it and then obviously like wrap dresses and wrap skirts are huge so yeah. together and yeah so just kind of like using the internet really and finding pieces that I really liked and so do you think one day you would you would want to launch your own fashion brand <laughs> maybe one day no I do a hundred percent not like a huge big brand with thousands and thousands of pieces in it but definitely like a small like personal brand with maybe like 10 to 20 pieces in like not in stock but different items like collectives kind of thing yeah. yeah and maybe like yeah i don't know that that is coming i just need to like do a bit more brainstorming yeah <laughs> maybe for sure. i can definitely see that happening so 
in terms of your, so just going back to your photos that you upload, what camera do you actually use? Do you just shoot from your iPhone or do you have like a proper DSLR camera? So I use my iPhone for Instagram um, and then I have an Olympus pen which I film my YouTube videos on and I'm gonna, well I have I used to use it for my Instagram but I kind of stopped just because of like ease um, but my plan is to start using it again because it still looks like an iPhone picture um, but just ever so slightly clearer but I think using really 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 clear cameras on Instagram I personally don't think it looks I mean, I think it looks great, but for my kind, because mine's so, like, street style and casual and just, like, me taking a picture of my outfit every day, like, I think to put professional photography onto there, the engagement doesn't work that well. So when I used to have my blog running, um, I would take some of my blog pictures and put them on my Instagram, and the engagement would drop so much. Really? That's interesting yeah. to say that. Yeah, yeah. Just so because I, the cam the pictures were too clear, do you think? I, I think so. I think it just didn't really, like, suit my grids. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's why. But yeah. I so mean, even when you're like traveling and taking photos, it's all taken on your phone. Yeah, mostly. Um, but always. But I'm gonna start incorporating my Olympus into my feed a little bit more. So it just looks mm. a little bit professional, um, but not like too professional. Yeah, I know what you mean. And what camera do you have? Um, what um, iPhone do you have? Sorry. Um, I have the seven plus at the minute, which is fine. I mean, it does the job. I yeah. want to get the, but I'm not willing to spend. I mean the cameras the cameras on the iPhone are just like impeccable for it's crazy um and what kind of filter apps do you use do you use many or do you edit your pictures much so I use Facetune to get my pimples out of my face and then I will use I mean you hardly have any but okay (laughs) but I'll use Facetune to get that away and then the filters I always just use is it Visco or VSCO cam oh yeah Um, yeah, so I just use Fiddle About with light on there, and then sometimes I use the filter F2, but bring it like way down, so it's just a tiny little bit of that on it. Um, but yeah, that's all. I don't really like many filters. Too much, yeah. And it's about keeping it consistent, right? So you have like the same filter settings for all of your photos. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, and I guess, what kind of advice would you give to people trying to pursue like a career in blogging? and? Obviously, it's such a saturated market, like whether that be fashion or travel blogging or even like food blogging or yeah. God knows, there's so many different niches. But what's your advice on people like trying to pursue and people who are coming late to people who don't even have Instagram? Do you think it's still worth kind of exploring that? And yeah, definitely. I think there's, it's such a massive platform and there's so many people on it, but there's still so much room on it. Like just because there's so many of us on it anyway, doesn't mean like some, like there's, in four years time, there's going to be a whole new wave of bloggers that are going to be so successful and amazing and have smashed it. So I think just do it. Like if you want to do it, be true to yourself, be true to your own style and go for it. And I think if you want to do it and you don't do it, you're going to regret it. So mm. I always say, always message me and I'm like, just go for it. Like it might be daunting, but only the first like three pictures that say you're a blogger is daunting. And then from there on, it's just like second nature. So Go for it and stay consistent. And if it's what you want, then you will make it. <laughs> yeah, sure. And what kind of advice would you give to people trying to really build their brand and kind of build up a following and a community, I guess? Um, well, if it's for Instagram, I would say, like, really respond to people that are following you. So I try and sit down for, like, an hour, hour and a half every day and get back to everyone who's messaged me because I think 
then it builds like a personal relationship with people that are following you. Mm. It's not just like you're posting pictures and that's it. Like I reply to all my comments, I reply to all my DMs and it makes it feel like a community. Like, and I like know, I know the girls that talk to me regularly and we have little chin wags and it's a really mm. nice like little place. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely respond to your followers and, and try and keep that like line of communication open. Mm. I think figure out like what line you like direction you want to go in and make a little plan and hit goals like I like to set goals whether they're like big goals or small goals I like to just have like go down write them down at the end of the month like see if I've achieved them and you know just have like a plan a direction and just have fun with it mm. I think if you don't there's so much power in writing things down if you don't then it's never going to happen is it yeah exactly um so just from your blog, how did you make the transition from, were you working after uni and do you make, did you make money from it straight away or was it just kind of like products that you were getting gifted from um, fashion labels? Like how was the transition between, you know, doing this full time as a career? So it was like, it was definitely by default. So I started getting gifting in uni, so brands of semi-clothes, um, not often, maybe like once or twice a month. And then I started working in a sales job after uni and then I started getting gifted a lot more. And I think I started charging a small fee around then. Um, and then I was working in a sales job. I hated it. Like I literally couldn't stand it. And so I applied for another job and that was a marketing job. And I think I like, I jumped the gun too quick. I quit my mark uh, my sales job mm. and then the marketing job fell through and I was unemployed and I was like, Oh God, <laughs> I'm unemployed. So I was applying so many different jobs. Like, literally, I applied to, I can't even tell you how many I applied to. And I think I only got invited in for, like, three interviews. Wow. Um, this went on for a good few months. And after about two and a half months or three months, my boyfriend was like, Naz, you don't need a job. Like, you're, you're doing fine. Like, you're saying you need a job constantly, but you haven't needed a job for two months and you're still looking for one. So I was like, yeah, fair. And I carried on looking for a job for about six months months maybe like loosely I kind of crammed it a while like at the start I was freaking out then I was like fine and um over time I just realized that yeah I was actually making this a job rather than needing another job um and I was making money from this job at, like social media at that point and yeah over time it just kind of became my full-time job and it wow. took me a while to like it because my I think my dad he didn't really understand Instagram and he was every time I'd call him, he'd be like, "Get a real job. Have you got a job? Have you got a job?" Mm. And I'd be like, "I think like, this is a job." But it took it took him a while to understand it. And I think once everyone around me understood it, then I then felt more comfortable to like have this as my sole job. So yeah, I've been full time by default since last September, I think. So just about a year. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So it wasn't actually. So it's not even like you quit that leap of faith. It was just out of chance that you had quit your job too soon and. You know, it yeah. kind of proved to you that you didn't need yeah. one. And were you making enough money at the time, like in that transition phase? Were you making enough money to like live off and pay your rent and bills? I'd already saved up quite a lot from my previous job, so I knew I had like a bit to sit on. Runway, yeah. But I was like, I was fine, but it was like really daunting, and I'd never, obviously, I'd never been self-employed before, so. It was very daunting and I was like, you know, counting every penny and like freaking out and I wouldn't be making any big purchases or, but yeah, over time it's just been completely fine and yeah, it's all worked out. So, yeah. Wow. So it seems like it all worked out for the best at the end of the day. So yeah, massive congratulations. Thank you. 
Um, so what's the big dream for you, um, like as a business woman and as a blogger, like what do you have a five year plan? I know you said you like goals. Yeah. So I have a few things in the pipeline, but I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I basically want to hundred percent focus on YouTube and have uh, like, I have like specific goals, like a certain amount of followers and that kind of thing. But basically broadly, I want to be fully a YouTuber. <laughs> I want to have a really good YouTube channel and like build that up and I want to just keep continuing to do what I do with my Instagram but I want to make it a little bit more um like I want to take a little bit more care over what I put out rather than just mm -hmm. chucking out a picture here and there I really want to kind of like make my feed look really pretty and make it all make it something like I love to go well, I do love it but I think it definitely can be improved but that's just me being critical um and then my blog is in the process of being redesigned so I'll be launching that again in a few weeks maybe a few months and just, yeah, basically just, I think for a while, like I kind of, this was this job, I, I, obviously it's a job, but I don't think I really, really treated it like a job for a while. I think I kind of, you know, I would like have a day of just chilling and then the next day I do loads of work, but I think I really wanted to, I need to take it like really seriously. More structure kind of thing, yeah. More structure and just like really, really go for it. So I think this year is going to be a good year, but um, yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what, um, what you released and all the new content that you come out with. Um, just during the whole process, what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you? Um, I think for me, it was leaving that job and then being unemployed. And then it wasn't like I had my Instagram and it was a whole career on its own and it was established. Like it wasn't, I think I probably had maybe around like 40,000 followers maybe even less actually and that was scary and it was like a case of I either have to like make this work or find another job and I obviously was trying to find a job but that didn't work so the only option I had was to make this work and that was a challenge like really staying positive every day and like you know and then sometimes a deal will come your way and then that deal will fall through and you've been banking on that money coming in it is so scary and it is a challenge the whole way but I like the challenge. Because mm. <laughs> it must be, has it been difficult to kind of like forecast your income? Because I guess, you know, like when you're employed, you have a, you know how much you're going to pay, get paid each month. Whereas in your line of work, has that been like a massive issue or? Has it been an issue as such, but like for a while, I'd, I'd want to, I wouldn't want to spend like anything, like I wouldn't want to treat myself one month because I wouldn't have a clue what's coming in next month because you literally don't know like no. one month I think as far back as one of the best months I ever had before I had a manager the best month of terms of income, um, the best month I ever had in terms of income was followed by like the worst month and it's such a roller coaster because one month you're like oh my god this is amazing and then the next month I was like oh shit like I'm, I'm in trouble and then it just, it kind of just keeps going like that. But then I guess you get like, yeah, it's, it's been fine. Like now it's fine, but I think getting used to it is quite a struggle. And so how do you kind of like stabilize that and accustom, do you accustom your spending or? Yeah, so I think it's just cash flow, isn't it? Like now I'm, I like have deals say that last three months or four months. So I know that that money will come in at the end of that period. So I think in the start, it was just kind of about, like cash flow and making sure like obviously making sure my outgoings weren't bigger than my income and mm. yeah I think just making sensible decisions and then also saving on the side so like every time I would every month I would save and now I've got a nice pot but you know I think it's just it's just like management of money yeah definitely it's good that you have that kind of those reserves set aside in case of an emergency or anything 
Because um, I think in our generation, people tend to just spend, spend, spend and live in the moment. But I think it's so important to definitely, you know, save for any kind of emergency or even just like be able to invest in, in big things and big changes yeah. in your life. Um, so, yeah. Um, in terms of, so I guess like, is there any advice you would give to your younger self um, or has there been like any specific failure which you've kind of always remembered and um, have you've like really learned from? Um, so the advice I would give my younger self is literally do not care what anyone thinks about you because anyone that I was probably worried about judging me back then, I don't even know their names now, like <laughs> when you were a kid, <laughs> yes. you're like, judging you and everyone's gonna have something to say but like at the end of the day when you go out you're not gonna know who they are like they're at school that everyone's young at that age so I think if I had started what I'm doing when I wanted to start it I would have been like well five years ahead of where I am now basically but um I think everything happens for a reason there's a, there's a reason I didn't start it but um I would just say go for it and like stop caring what other people think because mm. like you literally have one life <laughs> yes. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> so true as simple as it sounds, but people forget. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think, yeah, I think it's just, yeah. I think just, like, stop caring what people think and go after your dreams. Because if I had done that when I was younger, like, I don't know, I could have been, I couldn't know. It would have been fun. I would, and also, I think doing this as a younger person would have been really fun because it's so, like, you know, then you start making your own money. And if I had been doing this from the age of 15, 16, like, I would have felt so cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you do see there's, like, you know, you see those kids who are making, like, thousands from recording, like, YouTube videos on how to do these video games. And I'm like, how is this 10-year-old boy earning more than me? <laughs> For, like, 10-year-olds, and they just, like, buy toys and review them. And they've got, they've got millions of subscribers. And yeah. Like, <laughs> crazy. So well, my brother does that. He's, like, 16. And he, um... He, I was like FaceTiming him the other day and he was just like, I was like, what is that pile of all those toys? Not toys, but like video games you've got. I was like, did mum buy you all of them? He's like, no, I get sent them for free. I need to review them and I get paid. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, he is so smart. Like the other day he was telling me about corporation tax. I'm like, Aaron, how do you know this at the age of 16? But yeah. It's mad, it's so mad. It's a mad. They never they'll never know a world without it. Whereas we all grew up, well, I mean, I was young when it came out, but like we, we didn't have it and then we did have it, but all they've ever known is social media. And yeah. So, yeah, exactly. yeah cool. um, okay, so moving on to a few, a few more questions. What is one of the most worthwhile investments um, you've made over the last year or so and this could be like an investment of money or time and energy um i think definitely time i think when i left uni i think i already touched on that when i no, I didn't um when i left uni i basically said to myself like i need to just do like everything in my power to build a career for myself so i didn't really have much of a social life for the last year and a half probably because i just I mean, I would obviously go out and I'd see my friends, but I wouldn't be going out every weekend and I wouldn't mm -hmm. be doing it every weekend because I wanted to just focus on what I was doing. And I think sometimes you have to be selfish with your time in order to yeah, succeed. So I think maybe I became a little bit too selfish with it, but it's fine. Like, I think at the end of the day, any of my friends that still want to be in my life are still here and they're still there for me. And I guess any ones that didn't want to be in my life aren't here now. So I think really being selfish with your time it's really good it's a really good like investment yeah 
Yeah, I agree. Time is one of the most important commodities at the end of the day. Um, uh, so in the last like five years or so, what have you become better at saying no to? And this may kind of tie into your, your answer to the last question. Um, everything. So this is actually funny because my I used to say yes to everything. Like I would say yes to everything all the time and then I would be constantly complaining because I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do that. I was really bad at like cancelling on people. And like maybe a year and a half ago, my boyfriend said to me, the day that you've learned how to say no is the day you'll become a happier person. And I, it's just stuck in my brain. And I, 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 from that day on, said no to anything I didn't want to do. And it really is like amazing. Like you just, mm -hmm. and I think people don't really care if you say no. Like if someone said no to me, I wouldn't get like butter. I'd be like, okay, they said no. But I think like my twin, for example, is so bad. She still can't say no to people. And I'm like, just start doing it and you'll feel so much better. So yeah, definitely, definitely saying. Wow, you have a twin. Is your twin identical to you or? No, 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 no. she's very different. She looks a lot older. Well, not a lot older. She looks like my older sister. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally guilty of being that person who just would commit to anything. I'd be like, I would respond back with even like having thought, let it process through my head. And then afterwards I'm like, oh, really don't want to go, but I don't want to be a dick and like, you know, cancel last minute. So now I've just been like, right, think about it before you jump at yeah. the time of saying yes. Definitely, but yeah, definitely saying no to, mm. no to events, people, and just things that I don't want to do. Mm. I think a lot of the time I feel, Someone's like, oh, can you come up for dinner? Or can you come to this event? And I would always say, yeah, but I'd always sit and complain. And I'd get home and I wouldn't have had a good time because I didn't want to be there the whole time. So now that I just mm. say, I mean, obviously I'd still say yes to things, but only if I really actually want to do Be it selective, yeah. That's so true. So when, when you have those days where you're feeling like unfocused, like let's just say you, you're not in the mood to create like good content or um, I don't know if you work out a lot, um, you're obviously in great shape, so I don't know whether you kind of have a strict routine for the gym or do you feel like a really, you know, when you have those, those days where you just really don't want to go to the gym, which is like every day for me, <laughs> recently anyway. I've just moved to Singapore and it's like so humid here. And so the last thing I want to do is exercise. And um, But anyway, yeah, like, you know, when you have those days where you kind of lose focus, like what, what do you do to kind of get back on track? And Honestly, I put my pajamas on and I sit on the couch and I have a day off which I know a lot of people can't do because they have to go into the office or they've got commitments but if I can I'll literally just chill out because I think if you try and push it then it's not if you're not going to create content that you like so mm. yeah, I just basically relax or have a bath or just chill out and then I'll make a plan that night so I'll like sit, I've got a hundred million notebooks I just write notes yeah me everywhere. too <laughs> I'm such a list maker so I would just sit down and make an action plan and then get an early bed and just start fresh in the morning and don't beat yourself up for having a bad day because everyone has bad days. Just accept that bad day and embrace it and then start again tomorrow. Mm, great advice. Um, and what what purchase of £100 or less have, have you recently bought that's like most positively impacted your life? Oh, okay. Actually, yesterday I bought this journal. You might have heard of it. It's called like the Five Minute Happiness Journal. Yeah, I've heard of that, actually. But I think that's going to be really good. So basically every morning you wake up, it's a gratitude journal. So I think my sister has this, actually. She um, got given, yeah. And yeah. Sure on. But yeah, you wake up and you write like two things that you're grateful for. And 
what you want to achieve in that day and then you go to bed at night and you log what you had like things that went really well for you that day and I think it's just I haven't actually used it yet but I, I like to use like meditation apps and mm. I think that it's going to be a nice way to just wind down and wake up because I'm so guilty of waking up and getting straight on my phone and that's so unhealthy and then and, the last um, thing on night is my phone and that's just really bad so I think this is going to be it was only like 20 pounds but I think it's going to be a nice cheap investment of happiness <laughs> yeah it's funny you say that because um our founder um so we interviewed joel burgess who's basically the founder of nutrifix which is like a health app yeah. basically um really interesting story. he'd we were talking about his morning routine and he was saying how he tries to meditate but he just can't do it and you know when you first wake up you just want to get going and he found it really hard to pause but he would have this gratitude journal and he would write in it every morning before he even checks his emails or anything um and he said it's like massively changed his life so it's funny how you mentioned it as well yeah i'm um, excited i've seen it around it's one of those things that i've seen around for ages and I've been yeah but I just never have got right into it. But I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. So. Yeah, it's just like the little things, right? Yeah. Um, so your boyfriend is also an entrepreneur. Um, do you think he has had quite a big impact on your life in that, in that aspect? Yeah, 100%. Like, absolutely. I actually kind of put it down. I, mean, I didn't put it down to Johnny, but I think he was like the final push to make me start doing what I'm doing. And I honestly... Wow. I didn't I don't know I don't know if I'd be doing what I'm doing if I didn't have him because he's yeah like he's a huge part of it and he's such like an inspirational man like he's like I think I'm quite inspirational when I talk to my friends as in like I'm really good at motivating people Mm -hmm. yeah like 10 times more than me so I'm having a shit day like he doesn't he doesn't let me like, you know, he won't be like, oh, they're there. He'll like be like, get your shit together, Nads. Like, he's just really like, <laughs> he's like, no bullshit. Like, he's, yeah, yeah I really, I really, yeah. He's really, yeah, he's really, yeah, he's been a huge part of it. So, and he also like, you know, even things down to like tax and all that kind of stuff that I had no idea about. Like, he knows it all. So he's able to like teach me in that sense. So, yeah, he's been a huge help. <laughs> Wow, that's really inspiring to hear. Um, and what, what does he do? Like, what does his business involve? Does he, what, sorry? What does he do? Oh, for his job? Yeah. Yeah, so he has a financial planning company. So he does that in the day. And then he also is a trader. So every morning and night, he, I don't really understand it. Like, I've honestly been trying to understand it for like two years. But like, <laughs> I don't really know what he does. But he's a trader. So, um, yeah, he's, he's like, he works from home when he trades. And he works in his office when he does other things so yeah kind of the same as me so we both have like quite flexible schedules and yeah so he's working two jobs at the moment yeah wow yeah Um, (laughs) so what gives you real happiness um i think being content and also like seeing i think if I look back, like when I look back at my life, that's when I see happiness. So I obviously like when you're caught up in the middle of this and you're doing it, you don't quite stop and think and look at what you're achieving. So when I kind of like look, even look back to two months ago, like that really gives me happiness to know that I've, I've, I am doing well and I am coming, I'm doing like what I wanted to always do. So I think, yeah, always, I think just being on a path that I always imagined I'd be on, but didn't really think I would have been on it maybe three years ago but now I guess I'm I'm doing it. I'm so late but I'm like I'm living my dream <laughs> but I feel like I finally 
um, doing what I always wanted to do, even since I was like 11 years old. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm pretty, I think that's happiness. <laughs> yeah. Like waking up every morning and being like, yes, let's do it. I'm just and loving my job. Yeah. And yeah. I guess because I love it, I'm always motivated and I'm always like, yeah, let's know. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah great answer. Um, so what is, what does your morning routine look like? Do you have one or is it kind of? It's quite chilled. I go to bed very early. I go to bed at like half past nine slash ten. I like, no, no. <laughs> you sleep by half nine or you say you go to bed and then what time like, do you sleep? No, quarter past ten I try and, try and be asleep. I Like eleven o'clock is late for me. Like I'm such an old lady, honestly. And then I get up super early. Well, I get up at about seven o'clock. And I don't really have much of a routine. I want to start working out again. I want to have my journal and I want to get into, like, I've been moving house basically for the last mm-hmm. few months. So I haven't really had like a routine as such, but um, I would just get up, have a green tea or a coffee. And then I will go for a shower, get ready. And then I'll be sat down at my desk for about nine, half nine. And then, well, it depends what the day entails. But if I'm at home, then I'll just sit down and do some work here or film a video or mm-hmm. write a blog post or <laughs> Great, I love that you're a morning person. Um, so, last two questions. If you could gift one book to someone, what would it be? Um, I think Secret by Rhonda Bryans. I can't remember her last name, but like it's, it's basically like a self-help book. Not heard like of the, one. Have you heard of it? No, I've not. Oh my God, it's so good. It's like, it's basically like about the power of your thoughts and how like any thought that comes into your head is going to like either positively or negatively affect your life and basically like um like picturing what you want and it will come what's the word when you picture what you want and it will come true like (laughs) oh um yeah law of attraction so it's all about that and like obviously i think people understand it and know what it is but i guess just reading this book and like really putting it into practice yeah i love it so definitely that book okay i'll check it out i've not heard that um so final question what would you say is your philosophy on life um and if you could have one big billboard anywhere with anything on it with your name you know what what would you have said on it and why uh okay well, I want to go back to the, you only have one shot at life, but <laughs> I think that's so cliche. I don't know. I think I would probably say like, I don't know, because I feel like the day that I really, really understood that we only have one life is the day that I started to get my shit together. And I think people know that they only have one life, but I don't think people really sit down and think about the fact that they lit like you will die, if we're going to be honest. Like, I don't think people really understand that or, or really want to think about it. But I don't know how I would put that out in a positive way. I mean, we just say, like, you only get one shot. <laughs> no, it's so true. I recently read a book um, called The Last Arrow by Erwin McManus. And for anyone listening, you have to listen to his podcast. He's got, um, he does TED Talks. Like, like I actually met him in Singapore, and he's such an inspiring man. And he talks about, so The Last Arrow talks about how you should save nothing for the next life and whether you believe in the next life or not. But you should just take every risk you can in this life. And, you know, the last thing I want to do is kind of die and, and regret and think I could have done so much more. You know, that's like my biggest fear. <laughs> same, same. It's like sitting down with my grandkids and, and saying to them, oh, I could have done this, but 
I didn't. And like, I never want to be that person. I never, ever want to get to the end of my life and think, shit, I could have done so much more. So yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just really aware of the fact that we're only going to, we are all going to die in the end. And like, we may as well make this life amazing. And yeah. <laughs> Give it your best shot. Yeah, no, yeah. I love that. Okay, well, just before we close up, um, so where can our listeners find you? So, you can find me on Instagram at Nadia Anya underscore underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Nadia Anya. <laughs> and you can, what else? Well, I think that's it for the minute. My blog will be launching, but everything you want to find, you can find on my Instagram. Yeah. So, and, and I'll put it all in the show notes as well so people can find it, and on the website as well um but yeah thank you so much for being on the show it's been a pleasure to have you um and I know your story will be a massive inspiration to all the girls and guys out there so um yeah I wish you the very best for your future journey I know you're going to do like amazing things and we'll be following you on your every path um so yeah just going to close up right now bye guys